What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz, featuring ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox, coming at you with another episode of How to Move On. And if you're somewhere, you're listening to this right now, you're listening to this podcast and it brings a lot of value to you, I appreciate you. And I definitely want to say, don't forget to follow this podcast so that every time you get to know that I released an episode, you'd be the first one to know. And with me today, I am, I'm very excited because honestly, I, you know, let me just say this real quick. When you meet people, especially on Clubhouse, I mean, there is just a ton and a ton of great people there that gave a lot of value. And, you know, I have a amazing person and she's amazing. I only say that and, and, I, and I say that with, you know, conviction. She's, she's, she's awesome. She empowers women to get in touch with their bodies so that they can, they can own their pleasure and discuss, you know, you know, and, and discuss their sexuality and get to know themselves a little in a deeper meaning. And I want to invite to the podcast episode, a very awesome guest, uh, Anna, who is a certified sex coach. Anna, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. And, and, and Anna Lopez, correct? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I'm glad to have you on the on the show today. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I don't get interviewed by many men, so I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. Oh well, you know, honestly, you know, I'm, if this is if I'm if I'm your first, I I I, I have the honor. You know. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that you are. Now that I think about it. Well. I'm gonna own it, then, because you know that's that's. <laughs> the, I'm gonna own it. Uh, so, so, tell the audience, you know, who you, like you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, so, like said, my name is Anna. I'm a certified sex coach. I'm a proud Latina, and I own uh, Sex and Spanglish, which is my sex coaching business. Um, it's also a podcast available anywhere you hear podcasts. Um, yeah, so I empower mujeres to get in touch with their bodies um, so they can own their pleasure and discuss their desires uh, with confidence or like okay. they say, deseos con confianza. Um, yeah, so it's all about speaking Spanglish uh, with my clients. <laughs> yeah, so my main goal in life is essentially to um, get Latinos talking about um, sex just like they do with chisme. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, Latinos say, uh, I think that's like a topic they don't talk about enough, you know, so especially with you coming out and and saying it's okay to talk about that stuff. I mean, it kind of spices up a lot of relationships. I mean, in in, in my opinion, because I know there's relationships out there that don't get into it for sure, but to not talk about it, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like you're hiding something in a way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting to me that like where people are having it obviously but we're avoiding talking about it and it's just like oh, okay I mean <laughs> if that's what you want to do but it's so important and and a lot of times um, people think it's like just about like you know having sex and pleasure which which yes all of that but also it's about you know learning about our own bodies a majority of us don't know our body parts and the names and aren't familiar with our bodies and that's super important when it comes to advocating for yourselves um as well as like your children or little ones in their um in your lives 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and, and, and the little ones, they start exploring early. From what I've studied up when I was like, uh, when, when I was taking anatomy back in college, and especially um, there was other classes that I learned about, you know, sexuality and is that we all start exploring very, very early. And then that's where our curiosity starts to peak. Is that right? Yes, yes, definitely. I was actually just having this conversation with my brother who's having his first child and he's having a little girl. So he's semi freaking out. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, me being the, you know, the big sister that's also a sex educator, I had to bring that up. And he almost had a heart attack. <laughs> but I was like, it's not about you know, sexualizing your child, I think that that's like a huge misconception, especially yeah. among Latino parents is mm -hmm. that one, they're touching themselves anyway, every single child touches themselves, that's how they learn about their bodies, and they're not seeing it in the way that you're seeing it. You yep. constantly see little kids with their hands down their pants. When you change a baby's diaper, where do their hands go? Immediately to their genitals, right? And it's because one, it feels good too, because it's there, it's new, right? And and they discover things through touch, just like infants put things in their mouth all the time. It's mm -hmm. not because it tastes good, it's because they're exploring. That's their way to explore the world. And so they've never seen this before. So it's like, oh, yeah. wow, what is this, you know, that's sticking out or whatever, right? Um, yeah. And actually, they've shown studies where there's um, babies in the womb actually masturbate or like, you know, self-explore, right? So it's we are the ones as adults like to ruin everything <laughs> and sexualize <laughs> it um and it's not about you know being sexual it's about you know them knowing about their bodies yeah definitely no i, I i'm in totally in agreement with you on this whole thing because like honestly when it when it comes to this topic it is the most uncomfortable topic you know to to discuss especially with uh, your child because you know there's a lot of parents out there that kind of <laughs> They're trying to keep their child a saint. They're trying to like they're, they're doing the 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 opposite when they should be educating them, and you know, um, and and, and think and, and it's okay to be afraid, but you know, don't walk away from that uncomfort, you know, because you're you're teaching your child to progress, uh, you know, with knowledge and you know with love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's an important point about you know step into the the awkwardness, right? And and not to say that it's never going to be awkward, but it's like the more that you do it, the more comfortable you are talking about it. I think that's a lot of reason why, you know, parents don't have this conversation is because they feel awkward, right? But the yeah. more you do it, the less awkward you're going to feel. When you learn a new dance step, you might feel kind of awkward at first, right? Or you learn how to cook a new dish. It's going to be not the best at first, right? And the same with parenting. Your first child, maybe you didn't do such a great job or like the best job ever, right? But as with practice, right? You get better. Um, and, you know, you learn through experience and not all children accept it the same way, right? And so it's just about, you know, stepping into that awkwardness. Like just because it's awkward doesn't mean that you should avoid it. Yeah, definitely. No, and, and, and you know, I applaud you for, you know, stepping into this space and, you know, you know in, in making awareness of this because, you know, again, people are not, they're, they're, they're shielding themselves from what they should really be exploring and really should be understanding their body a lot more. I, I think that's really important, understanding your own body and how it functions, how it operates. Like, because, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we work out, we do this, but, you know, to shield yourself from certain things like sex, 
and you know self and, and exploration and that kind of stuff I, I really feel like we a lot, a lot of us when we enter adulthood uh, we we do ourselves a disservice by not being more curious about our own body you know what I'm saying Yeah, definitely. I think that like, going back to like how adults ruin everything, I think we get to a certain age and we kind of lose that curiosity, that fun, you know, uh, aspect that we had as a child. And so it's about like going back to your toddler years and being curious and like wanting to learn. And I think that a, a huge problem is that we don't have enough resources or, you know, reliable resources about our bodies. There's so much information out there. And people don't know where to turn. There's almost like too much information. Um, and so really, you know, for me, it's also about creating or finding those resources as well that are like reputable that people can turn to and also yep. being a resource for, for, for someone, right, that's looking for that information. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to, uh, you know, uh, before I get into, I want to, before I get into this other topic, you know, Uh, how long have you been an educator, uh, a sex educator? Yeah, so self-studied, I would say probably like all my life, I was always intrigued by the body and about sex and like the different aspects to it. Um, how honestly I was introduced to sex, I have no idea. But I remember <laughs> when I was like five years old, there's these three little girls that lived across the street from me and they would come to my house every other weekend when they were with their dad and we would always talk about sex. And now looking back, I'm like, where the hell, What one, I don't even know what I was telling them. And two, I'm like, where did I learn this information? And I had an older brother. I mean, I have plenty of siblings, but I had one older brother that I was more raised with. And he was eight years older. So I'm like, was I like eavesdropping on his conversations with his friends? Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, so I've always, you know, been really interested and would always like find books that talked about sex. And my my grandma was really into like these old romance novels um, mm -hmm. that now looking back, they have a lot of sex scenes. So I think I had like a lot of access, you know, um, indirectly. Um, and then I'm actually studying my master's um, in human sexuality. So I'll be graduating in December with my master's of human sexualities education. So this Congratulations. is my Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just gonna, I, I want you to finish your thought process. My bad. Okay, no, no worries. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I just applied for my doctorate. So hopefully, they'll be calling me to tell me I got in soon. Um, also in human sexualities, and I've been running my business. Um, it'll be a year in May. Wow. And how's that? Been? I, you know, when, when, when people start their business, they get excited, but they don't really know like, what they're really in for. <laughs> you know, there's just this ups and down uh, emotional roller coaster and stuff like that. But I feel like you got it all down packed because, you know, you really, I feel like you spend enough time in your education on this whole thing where you're kind of taking everything step by step and, you know, you're not falling into a rabbit hole, Is that make, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love education. And so I think I'm constantly learning. And so I think that that's a great um, trait to have as a business owner. So mm -hmm. I, I got to say, because like when I, back in community college, and then obviously, it's San Diego State, you know, I, I, I was actually very intrigued with the human sexuality, the class. 
and you know, I I got a I got a I think it was an A minus or B plus, but <laughs> you know that's how that's how you know how invested I was. <laughs> so, I, like you know, I don't I don't study up. I didn't I never studied up on other classes, but when it comes to that class, I was like, I'm all game. Let's go. Let's 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 see, let's see what we got. And then it, it was just fascinating on uh, what you would learn about the human body, you know. And it's not just about the anatomy. But I mean, obviously, it's about the anatomy, but. You know, there, there was just something deeper about it that I felt more connected with. But what inspired you? Well, I want to go into this whole thing because, like, what inspired you? Oh, you said, how long have you been an educator, a sex educator again? A uh, sex educator, I would say probably like three years now. Okay. And what ins- and, and, and you probably already said it, but I want to say, what inspired you to really get into this? Yeah, so I've always had a passion for education in general. So I was always playing school as a child. And, you know, I was always like trying to teach people things. I was always like the first person to want to like help the other kids in class if they were struggling. And I've been a tutor. I'm still a tutor to this day because I love it. Um, I've been tutoring since like, I think my sophomore year in high school. Um, And yeah, and I'm like 32. So (laughs) it's been quite a while. yeah, I just love education. And what I noticed, like this common thread was the inaccessibility that oftentimes that, you know, I, I right now I tutor um, homeschooled students and they come to me. And as soon as I explain something to them in the way that I know that they learn, they got it. So it's not even that they don't know the information, they're only being taught one way. And that's typically how I've seen, you know, I've been in school for a long time now and I see that, you know, things are presented one way and if you don't get it, well then, oh well, kind of thing. Um, So it's very about like it not being accessible and it's also very white um, or white centered. And so for me, I wanted to be, I didn't have um, a Latina, you know, teacher until I was um, in college. And so I was like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even know this was a possibility. Um, So for me, really about getting into education and now me going for my PhD is really about that and being, you know, um, being a voice for my people, because I think that we're often overlooked um, for various reasons. Um, So being that, being the person that someone can identify with, because I think identifying with your educators is very important. Um, And as far as sex, it's just something that we don't talk about in our community. And I've always kind of been the sounding board for my friends and, um, you know, even like younger cousins and things like that. Like, I'm very comfortable talking about it for like just naturally. It's just, I don't know, it's (laughs) just come kind of natural. So I guess you could say it's like my calling in a sense. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I'm very comfortable talking about it. I I enjoy talking about it. I'm super down to like, you know, talk to anybody that's even back to what I call like the 101 or like remedial sex education kind of thing. Like I have no, you know, shame or like resentment doing that with somebody. Um, and so I just feel like I'm the best fit to do this, what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I, I like, you know, and I like very open about it. a lot of people are like that are open about it and you know i've been in relationships to where it, it was uncomfortable for them to talk about it i'm like yo you know me and you are together we can talk about everything and anything it doesn't have to be uncomfortable but for some reason it was this um whole thing where people had an issue with talking about it and i think that also came from like their religious background mm. um what do you like? How, how, how do like? 
how would people break through from that whole thing? Because I really feel that that's not to say anything against like religion, because, you know, at the end of the day, there's always a higher calling that we all uh, look up to. But I, I, I feel like some people's religion background actually prevents them from really learning more about themselves. I mean, what, what can you say about that? Yeah, definitely. And I think especially in the Latino culture, it's very, we're a very um, kind of like religious centered, even if we're not very, you know, involved in the church in any way, it's very um, religious centered culture. Um, and I think even with, you know, non-Latinos, it's it's a thing, right? <laughs> like religion yeah. and, and sex don't really go together all the time, or at least the way that it's presented. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least for those that believe and, you know, like God and believe in the Bible, you know, um, God created sex for one. Um, yep. So there's that. <laughs> and yep. I was always, you know, I was raised going to church and I'm not, you know, very, um, I would say involved right now. Um, but, you know, even growing up, I would always want to learn, like, like I said, I've always loved education. I love learning. And so to me, like, just because I believe in something doesn't mean I can't learn about something else. And that's a very common thing that I see in, in people that are, you know, devout Catholics or devout very devoutly religious, um, that they think that, you know, the, um, I don't want to say like the Bible's the end all be all, but kind of like they, they don't go outside of that to just kind of learn about, like, I love learning about other religions, about other, you know, um, lifestyles and different things like that. And I think that a lot of times that people think like, because I believe in this, I'm not allowed to learn about other things. Um, so that's one thing. And then two, um, a lot of the religious texts are taken out of context. And so, yeah. you know, they're, they're said, you know, oh, well, you know, there's talks about like masturbation and, and, and as a society, we tend to like sexualize things, right? So learning about your body, well, that's going to lead to sex. Well, that's not necessarily true. And also you need to learn about your body. Like, just as in like a non-sexual perspective. So I think the idea that we're just not comfortable talking about sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, you know, ties in. Like, I think that you can be, have like an amazing sex life and also be a sex educator, also be be (laughs) devoutly religious, right? Like, or be a sex educator and talk about sex. And that doesn't mean that you're doing anything against your religion. Um, I mean, I can only kind of speak on like, you know, Christianity because that's kind of what I was raised in, but um, you know, it, it never made sense to me, but I think that a lot of the shaming comes from the, um, you know, the misconceptions about yeah. um, you know, sex within, um, the religious community. I'm glad you t- touched upon that. I actually know someone who is actually in the porn industry, but she's also very, but she's in touch with her, uh, you know, with her religion, you know, which is Christianity. And I, I, it was an insane story, like how I found out, like, you know, they were pastors and she went into this whole thing. I was like, what? <laughs> so it was like a shock in a way where I was just like, I never thought. But at the same time, it's like people, just like you said, you know, um, it's the shaming that, it, that, that it's the shaming that really um, will make or break people uh, in, in when it comes to like that religion specifically um but i want i want to you know switch a little bit to this one you know because let me me ask you this like have you ever helped yeah now you've helped what uh, marriage couples correct i haven't seen couples just yet i've helped individuals but i haven't had anyone want to come together 
But I'm more oh. than happy to answer any questions you have about that. Well, okay. So let me ask you this. What do you, so let's just say there is, what do you say about, have you ever like helped someone <laughs> who was trying to, now I'm not going to say you're just trying to get back with their ex, but they wanted to, you know, have a better sexual pleasure with their ex. Yeah, I think this is super common. Really? <laughs> so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, so wow. I have um, from my, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? I said I'm shocked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I have, um, you know, experienced or like have talked to a lot of individuals that they're either married and, you know, seeking um, sex, you know, quote unquote, like better sex outside of their marriage or their relationship. Um, and also people that maybe they're not doing it, but they're like thinking about it, right? Like, oh, well, my partner is all that I ever wanted in, you know, a man or a woman or, you know, a partner, right? And uh -huh. yet I can't stop thinking about this person. And typically, in, at least in my experience, what I've seen, it's typically like cis heterosexual females that are thinking about their exes who happen to be cis heterosexual males. And so they're like, oh, well, like, you know, his sex was really good and my partner like it's like eh, and it's it's a lot of partner it's a lot of accrediting their partners right so like x he sucked but his sex was amazing this current partner whether it be you know um, my spouse or you know my fiance or my boyfriend whatever he's amazing but the sex sucks and so I, <laughs> and it's super common and I always encourage um, my clients and even, you know, people that I talk to that aren't necessarily my clients to, you know, do a lot of introspection, right? Like, where, where's your pleasure coming from? Because I am of the belief that we are all responsible for our own pleasure. So sure. that isn't to say that we are, we cannot also pleasure others, right? Like some people really enjoy, you know, giving in bed and that's great. But we are at the end of the day, we each individual, male, female, non-binary, are all responsible for our own pleasure. And so I really encourage those individuals, you know, whoever it is, seeking outside of their their relationship to really, you know, if if this is the relationship that they want to be in and they've decided that they're gonna be monogamous with one another, that they really seek that introspection and recognize that they can have that same pleasure that they had with their ex with this current partner if that's something that they decide that they want. If they decide that they don't want that, then ultimately, like, right, that decision is up to them. But it is also totally possible to have the same amazing sex with their current partner that they had with mm -hmm. their ex-partner. It has nothing to do with the ex-partner's body or how they used it, right? Like, a lot of times we often think like, oh, it was like my partner's like dick or, you know, whatever, like what he was doing and this and that. And this partner doesn't do this or whatever. And it's not about that. It's the thoughts that you had about that. So what if you carry that same mindset that you had with your ex to this current partner? Like, what would that look like? And really getting into that like headspace. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like they got to be really honest with themselves that this is really what they really want. <laughs> and um yeah, you definitely. know i kind of you know when you mentioned that when you, when you mentioned that, that that whole thing where you know this person's awesome but man the, 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 in, in bed it's just like uh and you try to give your effort you kind of give your effort and then it's just 
you know, you got to be really honest with yourself and, you know, make a decision. Like, is this really what you want? Or, you know, like there's just like a super deep, uh, like it's like a deeper meaning to it. And I'm actually, I, I had no idea that, you know, there would be people who are, you know, that are still in relationships today, but they not getting that same pleasure today that they had in their previous relationships and stuff like that. Or, you know, they're trying to, you know, get back with their, with their ex and then trying to give a better stimulation to it. Like, I just think that's wild. Yeah, I think it's really common. Even before I started taking on clients, I would, you know, see in Facebook groups or like hear from friends like, oh, well, I'm still hanging around with my ex because the sex is good. And I've even heard this from like, you know, male identified individuals. And it's really common, but it's because oftentimes, um, and especially for female identified, like we're socialized to to credit the male, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's got good dick versus like, oh, I'm giving myself permission to feel this pleasure and I know how to feel pleasure in my body. Ooh, I like that. The ones, every individual is allowed to feel pleasure because they're giving themselves permission to, not the other person or people involved. You know, um, and, I, and I also think that, you know, people who give themselves themselves permission uh, to feel that pleasure, I think they give themselves like, I mean, depending on good, I mean, I, I guess, you know, depending, it really depends on the partner, but at the same time, you know, that really goes down to, you know, you're allowing yourself to feel this pleasure and then get even more out of the whole thing. And, you know, that can turn into a euphoric experience for some people. Yeah, definitely. And I think the people that, that don't know that, which I mean, it's a lot, <laughs> but they go into this experience, like say you have like one, like quote unquote bad experience, or it wasn't as good as you wanted it to be with this partner and say it's a new partner. Cause typically that how it, that's how it happens. And then you're like, Oh, that was shitty. Well, he's not good in bed or she's not good in bed. And then you go back to them, right? Having that same mindset, And then you have the same experience because your brain isn't going to let you experience anything else because of that cognitive dissonance, right? Like it has to match what you're looking for, right? If you're, if you're on the road driving and you're looking for a black Mercedes, your brain's going to be filtering out all the other cars because it doesn't care. It doesn't match what you're looking for. So if you're going into a sexual experience, looking for a bad time, right? Whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you're going to have a bad time. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that's 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 very interesting when you say when you say that because like you know there's and, and kind of switching gears a little bit on this one because because you know you mentioned you know the filtering out like the whole black Mercedes and like that's all you'll ever see is a black Mercedes right and you know <laughs> and your brain is gonna you know basically filter that out it's like that's all you're gonna ever see. Some people will confuse that as like, like that's I'm manifesting that. That's that's a sign. That's manifestation. That's manifestation, which I'm not bashing on manifestation because I know that's really that that's a, that's also real. But that's all can be confusing uh, to other people when you know they say they want something, but really, what their brain is going to do is just filter out what they really want, and that's only going to be the focus. I, it, again, that's kind of going off the rail, but I I, I kind of was touching up on what you said about the whole black Mercedes thing. And I was just like, Oh, that's very interesting because um, how our brain wires. uh, It's it's just fascinating. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and the brain has a lot to do with sex, right? And so I liked how you mentioned about like the manifestation piece, right? And whether or not like if that's someone that, you know, something that someone believes or not, um, in a sense, it's true. Um, because, you know, we show up to like, you know, going back to sex, right? We show up and, and we say that we want a great sexual experience. But the entire time, what are you thinking? You're not thinking like, oh, I want a great sexual experience. You're thinking, well, it's probably not going to be good anyways, but I'm going to go ahead and do it and see what happens, right? They're only thinking for Showing themselves. up with that like shitty ass energy, that shitty, yep. like you're probably not trying. So you're yep. not even giving yourself permission to enjoy it. Yep. You're probably like either, you know, not getting it up all the way. You're not getting all the way turned on, right? You're not trying new things or, right? Like you just imagine how you show up, right? And your brain is going to filter out all the things that you like or that you want, right? Because you're not even thinking about that. And yeah. your brain, has, there's so much information like coming through your brain and like that you're seeing and experiencing. You can't experience all that at once. So your brain is helping you. But if your like overarching thought is like, well, like, let's just get this done and over with. Guess what's going to happen? It's just going to be done and over with. It's going to be an F performance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about the brain and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned the brain because what, let me, let me ask you this, like porn and, you know, it, it, I can see that some people look at it as, a, as like benefits because they want to learn how to like to perform better, but it also can be a bad thing too, to the brain um, because people, uh, will stop, like if, if, you know, one, one day they're out in the nightclubs and stuff like that and don't get the girl that they want, like they're, 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 they get complacent and they just like, I don't care. I just, I got, I like their brain will wire, um, you know, them to it's like, you know, you got this, you don't have to worry about that chick over there. You got this, you got this. What, well, what's your whole take on porn and the effects it has on, on the brain? Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. So first of all, porn is amazing as long as it's ethical. Yep. Um, so Pornhub is not ethical for everyone listening, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, ethical porn is amazing. I think that there's a lot of controversy around porn and whether or not it's ethical, but sex work is work, including porn. So I'm just throw that out there. Um, yeah. And the body does get used to things. So I just want to start by saying the brain is lazy. Like it's so lazy that it's like, I'm only going to focus on like these few things at once because that's all I'm going to do. It's lazy. That's why we seep into these, you know, repetitive, like thinking patterns and things like that, because mm -hmm. your brain's like, Oh, that's what we did before. Let's just do it again. It seemed to work out fine. We didn't die. Right. Yep. And so it's the same thing with porn. So if, I mean, watching porn is fine. Like that's not going to, you know, make you not orgasm with your partner. Right. But it's about, you know, sometimes people will be like, well, I know I get off quicker with this. So I'm just going to watch porn for five minutes. I'm going to orgasm and I'm going to be done. So like, I ain't got to worry about that. Right. And right. so whether or not that influences someone to not seek out, you know, uh, an external partner, then like that's on them. Right. <laughs> um, right. But I'm of the belief that porn isn't like addicting in any nature. Um, I think that that's something that society would like us to believe just because it has to do with sex. But I know that there's different um, ideas thrown out around there around, especially among sex educators about whether or not it's addicting. But I think the over 
overarching belief and opinion is that it's not. Um, but yeah, definitely. And, and the same thing can happen with toys, right? Like we get used to doing, to finishing, to orgasming, right? Yeah, that's true. In one way. And then we're like, oh, well, I'm just going to resort to this because it's easier. So just like, um, let's think about it with like our, our posture, right? Like our body posture. It's a lot harder to sit up straight if you haven't been doing it. I, I feel like 70, maybe even more, probably like 90% of us are constantly slouching, right? Or have our heads <laughs> down looking at our phone. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot like I really want to have good posture, but it's a lot easier and a lot more comfortable for me to slouch because I'm constantly doing it. So I will easily revert back to that slouching because it's what I'm used to. So it's the same thing, especially if with someone that hasn't orgasmed a lot with a partner, hasn't had that experience and that practice, it's going to be a lot easier to orgasm on their own because they're like, oh, this is what I know. This is easy. So I'm just going to resort to the easy route versus doing the hard part of like, you know, practicing their posture, doing, you know, like pull-ups or whatever it is they got to do to get their back stronger, right? Yeah. So it's just it's the same kind of thing. So it's not to say you should avoid porn or you should avoid toys. It's the fact that like recognizing that like you can utilize this as a crutch, just like with anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I was going to say that, um, you know, you mentioned, I think after a while you watch something, you just get tired of it yourself and you just kind of like, I'll branch off on my own. And, you know, in, in, in a way, you know, I, I agree, it's not as addicting as people are making it to be. They're just making that choice, but you got to make that choice. But that choice to step away from it is a little uncomfortable. And I think that's what people are trying to stay away from is being uncomfortable. But I think when people get a, you know, grip of it and, you know, they just acknowledge it, I think it's okay. I'm with you on that, that it can be okay to watch, of course, ethical. And because... Um, from what I've seen, and I'm pretty sure you know about the NoFap community. About the what? NoFap community. No, I don't. Or maybe I do, and I just never heard it mentioned that way. So basically, it's um, guys. It's a, it's a community of guys. Uh, I think some oh, women are in it. That they're not going to. They're not going to masturbate and stuff like that because they think it's 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 counterproductive. It's making them like not be as focused. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there's guys that do it for like 30 days and then there's just like, there's guys that wear like two weeks. I'm like, dude, this is so hard. This is so hard. But I'm like, I look at it and I, I used to like, you know, challenge myself with that whole thing too. But I think for, yes, it's, uh, it can, it, it does, you know, help your brain like, you know, see a potential external partner and stuff like that and not, and, and not have your brain so wired to like, you know, porn star and stuff like that but um I, I think I lost my train of thought with this whole thing but I think I think you know it's just that uncomfort that people just got to like continue to step and just challenge themselves over and over and over and you know with this whole nofap community and stuff like that they oh they said that it was going to be it's like it's kind of productive but I think it's kind of productive if you if you I think it's kind of productive if you go into that nofap community because at the same time if you're now, from what I've learned, if you're not, you know, stimulating and you're not, you know, doing orgasm and stuff like that, it's uh, counterproductive to the body. So, yeah. oh, you, go ahead. 
I was going to say that in, in, in because it's kind of productive to the body, you're kind of putting yourself into harm's way because when this thing needs to go, it needs to go. And it, and, and I think people will go into this pub, this go into this guilt every time they um, orgasm on their own. Mm, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so I had heard about that. Um, and not so much explained in that way, but that's so interesting. So I guess my question would be, are they doing this? Are, so are they avoiding masturbation and and avoiding sex? Or are they just avoiding masturbation? No, they're they're just avoiding uh, masturbation. The guys that are avoiding sex, that's a different community where it's that's, seem, that's uh, semen retention. Okay, okay. So my thing is, they're essentially. I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but <laughs> so if they're having sex, but they're avoiding masturbation because they think that they won't have as good as, you know, orgasms maybe with partners or have as good as, you know, like sex, like I see masturbation and I see like partnered sex as two different things. Just like I enjoy spending time with my partner, like, I mean, sexually, of course, but non-sexually, right? Like I enjoy spending time with them and even like my friends and my family, I enjoy spending time with those people. However, I also enjoy spending time with myself. So I'm not going to like not spend time with myself because it's counterproductive to spend time with my family. So I see it in two different, um, and it's two different things, right? Like while masturbation is sex, it's solo sex. While partner sex is something entirely different. And while you might experience orgasm with both and typically with penis um, owners, they do, right? Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't see how it would be counterproductive. Um, I can see if someone is trying to conceive and they're having trouble with, you know, like semen production, you know, you consistently, you know, using all your semen on your own, <laughs> like that might be an issue. Um, also, you know, if you're having medical issues, um, you know, masturbating too often might, you know, be impacting your se- your partnered sex life. So, I mean, it's kind of like individualistic in nature, which I think all things sex kind of are, but I don't see, you know, the typical individual, how it would be counterproductive. Um, if they're just trying to say that they're, um, you know, they're avoiding masturbation to have better partnered sex, that doesn't really make sense. Um, what I do, or to be more productive of, in life. Oh, to be okay. See, that's a whole different story because if they're just avoiding the masturbation to be more productive in life, they're not really solving the issue. They're kind of putting a band aid on it because if they're masturbating, is making them not productive. It's not the masturbation that's the problem. What are they avoiding? What emotion are they avoiding? What thoughts are they avoiding, right? So Ooh. it's not necessarily like, oh, I have this big project at work, but you know what? I'm really horny, so I'm going to go masturbate, right? Okay, now I don't have the option of masturbating. So what else are you doing instead of that work project? Because I can almost guarantee you, you're not doing that work project. You're probably scrolling Facebook on your phone. You're on Clubhouse. You're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, watching Netflix, reading a book you know, maybe even watching porn and not masturbating, right? Like mental masturbation. Like there's a lot of things that you can do other than masturbate that makes you not productive in life. So that doesn't really make any sense to me. And I really think that it's about them not, they're they're avoiding something else. Yep. So while they may be getting the results that they, you know, quote unquote want, 
I yeah, I don't I don't I, really see I, I, I've learned that the, I, I've actually learned that the hard way actually because you know I I because even though like let's I'm like I I I orgasm I I ejaculate or whatever right I used to think that I would be not productive but then there was something that happened I made a choice to you know get myself like to work and I worked and I was like the most productive person in the world so I, I I do agree that I think it's just people trying to sweep things under the rug and 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 not embracing something that they are, um, and just, they're just trying to fit a certain crowd, because you know I look at I look at the community and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I mean, if you're doing it for you and stuff like that, and you're trying to be more productive, it's gonna it it, it really does, you're it's not gonna really solve anything because when you get back into it. <laughs> You know, you're 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 gonna feel this guilt. You're gonna feel this shame, and, and and that's all on you. You know, and honestly, if someone orgasms and stuff like that, that should be a smile on your face, and you go to sleep happy. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and a lot of times, experiencing orgasm in the body can also make you more productive. So I, I agree with that. Know, yes, I've read. I that. mean, it may make you tired in the moment, right? But like afterwards, like. And, and on your free time, why would you not want to pleasure yourself? Like that, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. It sounds like an excuse to, like you said, sweep something under the rug. Yeah, you know, and that's very common. And that's very common with a lot of people. But uh, Anna, where, where I really enjoy this conversation. I really did. Like it it. Honestly, every time I have like every every time I get an opportunity to talk to a sex edu sex educator, I'm just like so intrigued with the knowledge, and you know, I like to learn things. So, but where can people find you? Yeah, so you can mostly find me on Instagram um, at Sex and Spanglish. I'm also on Clubhouse. Sometimes you'll find me answering sex questions. So if you're interested and you're on Clubhouse um, at Sex and Spanglish. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is Sex and Spanglish. Um, I also have a website, sexandspanglish.com. And like I said, I have a podcast. Uh, my podcast is Sex and Spanglish. It's on iTunes, um, Spotify, all those other random platforms that I can never remember the names for. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm doing things on there. I started doing um, weekly like Instagram reels where I'm just doing like fun little like sex hacks. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I talked about lube last week. And so we'll see what I do this week. Not sure yet. Haven't decided. Um, your yeah. post, your, 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 I'm sorry, your post today made me, it actually made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the <mama> <laughs> yeah i was like i started i was i was about to get it to work and then i see that post i'm like yo that shit was hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so we on my instagram we have mamada mondays we have uh hot hump day hot tips and then we have fetish fridays and fetish fridays i essentially just talk about a new fetish each week and then every Saturday, I've been releasing um, a reel, but that's just something that I just started. But they're going to essentially be like um, Sabado Socios, where I, you know, basically just talk about like a life hack, um, but with sex, you know, sex related. So I talked about lube so far. I made a condom into a dental dam. Um, yeah, so lots of fun stuff. I like to make education fun. Um, and just because it's about sex doesn't mean it can't be, you know, fun, but also educational. 
Um, and then I also wanted to offer to your listeners, um, I do have consultation calls. They're 45 minute sessions for $69. Um, but if someone listens to this and they're like, hey, like I need help, you know, like I've been avoiding masturbation or whatever it is, um, I will give them the entire hour for $69. Ooh, and I like that number. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard where you can go get that consultation. Um, And I highly encourage you to go for that, to be honest. Like, you know, this woman is just, she's, she spits fire. That's all I got to say about that. But, and you know what? Why not go for a free, I mean, excuse me, a, a consultation that will, you know, put your sex life to the next level. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you only got one life, you know, make the most of it. <laughs> so, uh, Anna, I really appreciate you for being on this episode of How, How to Move On. I, I'm grateful to have you on as a guest and uh, don't hesitate to, you know, come back around. I would love to have you again on the show and uh, have more fun with us (laughs) yeah definitely it was a great time thanks for having me no problem no problem and ladies and gentlemen if you find this information valuable once you drop a like drop a comment drop a share if you can and of course it is your man's mr dominic cruz coming at you with another episode of how to move on until next time ladies and gentlemen